So. Yeah. Welcome to Envisioned Broadcasting. The station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success presents When They Hear Us, an author's movement, a show that provides authors a platform to share their voice with the world. When They Hear Us, with Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley, begins now. Hello, welcome back to When They Hear Us. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley. I am the CEO and founder of Boss Up Leaders Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Dee Bowden. And she wrote a book called Collect the Cash. You are going to be amazed at what she has and the nuggets you're going to drop for us today. So good to have to know, Ms. D. <laughs> well, good afternoon, Dr. Tracy. It's, it's, it's good to see you. It's good Me to see too. you. So tell us a little about yourself. So I am Dee Bowden. I'm the founder of a company called BCS Solutions. I'm originally from Boston. I now live in the Maryland, I live actually in the Maryland area. I actually live in Maryland. <laughs> I was about to try to say DMV, DMV, but I actually live in Maryland. So fun facts about me. I am a huge Ferris wheel lover. I absolutely love Ferris wheels. I love smooth jazz and absolutely love a good bottle of wine. Red wine? Oh yeah, definitely. 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 We definitely. are so much friends right now. You know, <laughs> red wine, that's me. Nice yeah, and I love wine. I love I love a good like a good a good Malbec, a good Pinot Noir, a good a good uh, Merlot, oh, and I love yes. and I love red blends. Man, you give me a good you look. We get some a good <laughs> red blend and some good seafood and a good salad, baby. Mm. That's some, that's some good eating right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what inspired you to write this book? Well, it's so funny because you know before we came live, we were just talking about that. So. <laughs> So, so it's kind of like this. What had happened was. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like my children. <laughs> so what had happened was, seriously, I, I created a vision board last year. And um, I had a bunch of things I was going to work on on my vision board. And I, I promise y'all, there was no book on the board. Like, if I was to show y'all my vision board, you'd be like, you ain't playing. No, I'm not, for real, for real, I'm not playing. There was no book on the vision board. So what had happened was, seriously, was. Um, one of my buddies, her name is actually Sheree Robin, and she's a Simon & Schuster bestselling author. She'd been talking about how you can write a book in 90 days or less. And I was like, you can write a book in 90 days or less? And she and her story was so compelling that uh, I was like, hmm. So she kept showing up on these lives and kept showing up on these lives. And I was like, well, let me go check out her seminar. So I went to her seminar. I was like, you can really do this? And she was like, yeah. And so she asked me, so D, what do you do? And I said, I'm a revenue recovery revenue recovery specialist. Translation, that means I collect money for a living for government agencies, corporations, medium-sized companies, and small businesses. And I teach them, teach their teams, how do you basically stop leaving money on the table and basically make sure that the sale is complete and the money's in the bank. And she was like, ooh, you can teach small business owners how to win. I'm like, I can. She was like, yeah, you can. Now I got to tell y'all, I played double Dutch with her. Y'all, if y'all know anything about old school double Dutch, I was, I was a double Dutch queen. I, I double Dutch with her for a few minutes before I finally said, okay, I'm going to plunk my money down. And I'm going to take this course <laughs> and go through the journey with her. And so for 90 days, we, um, we, I had a class with her every week and we, we, she had me tell my story and she actually helped me to craft, you know, what is it that I really wanted to do? And, it, you know, it took a minute because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a revenue recovery specialist. Basically, in, in in corporate speak, that means I work in accounts receivable. So I'm I'm in collections. I'm in business to business, business to government collections. I'm thinking, who's gonna want to learn about how to collect money? That's for real, for real. That's how it started. And she was like, D, you've collected millions of dollars. You have like credentials in doing this. You can teach us how to how to make help how to help us win. And she kept saying that, she D, teach us how to help us win in our money. And what do we do when, when, when we deal with a, a customer who doesn't pay us, who, who gives us the runaround? Like, how do we do this? Like, you have a, you have a methodology that you've done, like, and you successfully collected millions of dollars. Teach us, D. That's what, that's what, if I was to play her video, you hear her go, teach us, D, teach us how to win. And so she, she convinced me to tell my story and to get to work and to do this. And so 
I literally started on the journey last April and actually my book comes out next month, which is April 20th. So I literally have been on this journey for a year. So I took my class with her. I got a writing, a writing coach after that and worked with her to get the story better. And then I found a publisher. I took, actually took a class with her and then we, we decided my submitted my, my information to her and she finally said, yes, your, your story is definitely worth publishing, which is Penn legacy. Who's going to publish it next month. And so it's been a journey of not thinking I had anything to say and not thinking that, that there was a story of it. And so I, so, so to, to tell y'all a little bit about, so one of the stories that I talk about often, it was this, so the, the reason collect the class exists is this. So about 15 years ago, I used to work for a small IT, IT company outside of Boston where I'm from. So I got hired by the collections department to collect cash. So, you know, you, they welcome you into the company. Hey, welcome aboard, D. This is your cubicle. Here's your plant. This is where you're going to sit. And then here's your list of accounts. We need you to get to work. So when I got hired, they had $8 million worth of sales on the books, not the bank. Did y'all hear me? $8 million. Whoa. I'm a part-time collector. I work <laughs> Monday through Friday, 4 to 8. So I get in my little cubicle. I sit down and I'm like, good night. How y'all have $8 million worth of sales on the books, not in the bank? So I'm a believer. So I had a sort of conversation with God. It kind of went like this. Hey, God. Yes, D. How are you? You know what, God? Overall, I am great. But I got this $8 million problem. And in your word, you said you have not because you asked not. If you need wisdom, you need to ask me for it. So I need a clue, God, on what I'm supposed to do with collecting $8 million. So I got quiet. And what came up out of that was that business to business collections is three things. It's problem solving, number one, it's customer service, number two, and my secret sauce is gratitude. And most people go, gratitude? Who says thank you for getting paid? Well, if you hadn't been paid and somebody paid you, you would say thank you a whole lot because you, you finally got some money in your bank. <laughs> so I learned that saying thank you was a very important piece to getting paid. So it was problem solving, customer service, gratitude. So. After I get to work, after getting my, my, my clues, I get to work, I recover $6 million in 60 days while working part-time. So $8 million on the books, talk to God, I get my clue, I recover $6 million in 60 days while working part-time. On around October 24th to 5th, the, the CEO of the company says, listen, we need to have a chat. And I jokingly say, if you have a boo or a booette, he or she says, we need to talk. You're like, mm -mm. <laughs> I want to talk to you. I don't want to hear what you've got to say. I want to hear nothing. <laughs> Trust and believe. I don't want to hear this. So we all come downstairs and he says, listen, I want to thank all y'all for your services. So that's across sales, that's contracts, order entry, invoicing, and my my lane, collections, accounts, receivable. Appreciate everything y'all have done. We've made an executive decision. We're closing the company and you've got 30 minutes to go collect your stuff. This is two months before Christmas. So after I gather myself up off the floor and I'm like, mm. I just collected $6 million. Of, of my team. Now we have a team. It was a team of collectors. I collected mm -hmm. six and we all a hundred people lose their jobs two months before Christmas. I'm like, how did this happen? And this has been one of those, those, you know, how you have, you have those life changing moments where something jars you and you're like, yes, I don't want to be, I don't want to be here again. So I was like, okay, how can I learn about the sales process and then collections? And I basically came up with this quote, which is the sale it's not complete until the money is actually in the bank. So I'll say it again. The sale is not complete until the money's in the bank. And so uh, over my over the course of my career and then launching my business, I kept looking at, you know, what happens when the sale isn't complete? What happens when you neglect the non-sexy part, which is accounts receivable? But you, I personally believe that sales and collections, they, they, they go together. They're like, they date. Yes, they're married. I, they go together. <laughs> they, they date. They for real, for real. They yes. date. And I'm like, okay, how does that happen? So I started you know looking at this and i realized that it, it's it's not the sexy part and i get it but the sale and collections go together and you can't have one without the other and watching you know watching this company of which i was a part of dissolve and then watching all the companies that, that dissolved last year through covid and i'm liking going okay I have to have to thank Sheree for pushing me to, to to put my story out here so I can actually give you give um, business owners tools and tips on how to collect their money and not mess up the relationship, but more importantly, how to make sure that the sale is complete and the money is actually in the bank. So that's that's some of the journey of how Collect the Cash got started. Wow. I'm just sitting here like, man, I remember um I worked at Sally May. I probably shouldn't name drop like that, but this is years ago. <laughs> 
I, uh, my first position there was reject control unit. And I had to go after businesses to pay. And I'm like, man, that was one of the, oof. That is so frustrating. I mean, but at first I was like, yay, I get to find the pennies. I just want me to count it. So when I saw your book, I was like, yes, collect the cash. I want to hear what she has to say about this. <laughs> but I have also been on the other side of things, you know, um, as the consumer who's like, you know, <laughs> you don't always pay bills. You know, you got to decide you're going to eat or pay that bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course you're going to want to eat. So it's, uh, so with a person like me, how I used to be, if someone is having a challenge actually um, paying, do you help them budget their money? I know you do B two B. Yeah, I don't. There... I don't do a. I don't do a lot with with B two C. That's business. Mm -hmm. That's business to consumers. That's that's yes. really not my lane. The the thing like my for them for people that are having challenges with with managing the money, I'm gonna make references. So I'm refer, uh, references and referrals. I would tell you to um, listen to Dave Dave Ramsey. And learn, like, mm -hmm. learn, learn, learn his tips on how do you how do you set a budget. Um, another person that that I absolutely follow and, and admire is Joel Sangle. He has a I was broke now I'm not. And actually, that's that's oh. his website. Is, I was broke now I'm not. He actually has a great teaching on how do you set a budget. How do you how do you say you know save for emergencies? How do you plan yourself to get out of debt? How do you invest? Like so, those are my those are my two. And then my other mm -hmm. person that I enjoy is David Bach. So it was Dave Ramsey. David Bach and and Joe Sangle are the three people that if you were if you're looking if you're in debt and you're looking to get get teaching on what to do and they actually give you step by step processes those would be the three so again Dave Ramsey David Bach and then Joe Sangle Joe Sangle's is I was broke and now I'm not <laughs> wow so who is your book for my book be um uh collect the cash is for the the small and medium sized companies that are that are doing great in sales. Like they, they've, they've scaled, they're making lots of money. They're, they're either at 50,000, a hundred thousand, you know, a quarter of a million and beyond. And they're just like, but I don't have time to go collect this money because I've got the next sale. I got the next sale. Can I got the next sale? And it's for them because they need to learn how to track those accounts. Because here's the thing, you can have all those sales, but if you don't have an organized system to tell you how many customers you have, no. how many sales yeah. you have, how many products have you sold? How much have you invoiced for? When are you supposed to get paid? You can get lost in lost in in the thrill of getting the next sale, the next sale, the next sale, and that's what happened to the company for me. Like they had a they they really didn't track how many sales they had until like you know I got them like so where's the agent report? No, here's your here's your report. So my book is for this the business owner that doesn't have a plan and doesn't have a process for for collecting the money or and or they have scaled and they're like we don't have time to go collect this money because we're, we're chasing the next sale. But here's the thing you can get so attracted to the next sale, the next sale, the next sale that you neglect the back end, And that's what happens. And so unfortunately it's one of those things where you don't want to do it, but it's a part of business. It's part of the complete sales cycle. A, a great example of that is just like anybody who's listening, you have, you have a cell phone. Perfect example. When you bought your phone, whether your team uh, iPhone or team Android, when you bought your phone, they sold you the phone. That's the first thing that happened. So you, either they told you, "Hey, uh, Dr. Tracy, you're you're eligible for an upgrade," and you take yourself <laughs> into the store, and you and you're like, "Okay, I, I'm I've got an iPhone 10, I want a 12, or whatever the next number is." Mm -hmm. Or if you're team uh, Android, you're like up to uh, Samsung. I think it's 20 or 21. Point is, they sold you a phone. So that's the first first piece of business that happens is you you have a sale. Second thing that happened is a contract. How do I know that? Because when they before you before you left the store, they scanned your your phone. There was a barcode, and they scanned it, and that was part of the contract that started that started the ball rolling. So they sold you the phone. Then you have a contract. The other piece of that is that they invoice you every single month. That's how I know you have a contract because it tells you name it, your name, your address, your account number, and whatever phone you bought and whatever plan you're on. That's part of the contract. And then you have a date, a due date of when you have to pay for this. Third thing is that so the sales, this contract, this order entry. So like I said, they order fulfillment. They scan the back of the phone, which puts your information into the database. Then accounts payable for the company bills you. And then accounts receivable, which is collections, you pay them, or they got this magic button that would basically turn off your phone if you don't keep if you keep using their service and don't pay for them. <laughs> that's how it happens. Yeah. But those, but that's what that's what that's that's the sales cycle in a nutshell. So you have sales, contracts, order entry, invoicing, payments. And that's what happens in business. And so my goal with my book 
is for you to have that that complete um, cycle that I just explained. But most importantly, that when you get to the end, that you don't have that button that turns off your services, that you don't keep you you keep providing services or products and you're not getting paid. My goal is that because when you start your business, you start your business with a vision and a goal to make a difference. That's why everybody starts a business. You 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 know you're out with your friends. You you have a, a thought. You might have a drink, whatever. You're like, oh man, I got this idea. And you're depending upon who you hang with, they're like, oh yes, that's what's up. That's a good idea. Or are you crazy? That don't make no sense. <laughs> it's, it's either one or the other. But the point yes. is, when you start your business, your goal is that you you have a plan to make a difference, and then obviously make a dollar. And so when you launch your business, you want to make sure that your business can actually solve a problem. And so I want to make sure that that you, for those of you who have launched businesses and and you you you're doing well like you've got lots of sales and you've got lots of product and you've got lots of contracts that you don't neglect the back end because it's the part that's it's not the sexy part but it's it's just as important as getting the sale and that's where my my saying comes from the sale is not complete until the money is actually in the bank because you can get so caught up on 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 the on the adrenaline rush of getting a new sale of getting a new contract but you still have to fulfill that contract you still have to do the provide the service or the product, you still have to invoice your customer and you still have to get paid. I want you to celebrate getting paid just as much as you got getting the contract. Wow. Oh, yeah. So do you find that that type of service is actually outsourced a lot or do they hire people in-house for that? Well, it's both because you have you have some companies that outsource it and you have some people that have them in. So like, I mean, my experience in my career has been I've been I have been a person inside of a company or inside of a government, excuse me, government agency where they brought. So two things you have people that are hired inside and, and it's also outsourced. My services are for companies that don't, don't that may or may not have a have a team on site and they say, oh, we need okay. we need to bring somebody in or you already have a team on site but they're just not performing to the best of their ability. And you need somebody who can come in and work with them and help them figure out what are the disconnects because it's, it's a lot when you have to solve problems. Like, you know, cause when you, when you have to figure out, okay, well, I like to say this with, with this way, the, what had happened was, and then you got to go figure out the, what had happened was, why didn't yes. we get paid? So was it, was there a mistake on the contract? Was there a mistake on the invoice? Did you order 10 cents of sneakers and you only got eight? Well, I'm not paying you for 10 cents of sneakers and I only got eight. You didn't square up with me and you won't, you and you, and you won't return my calls. It's all of those things that you do when you're in, when you're in business, because you're, when you're in business, you're solving a problem, whether it's on the front end, which is sales or in the contract or the order, order delivery or invoicing or in my lane collection, how come we didn't get paid? You got to, and then relationships are, are, are a very key part of this because you can't solve a problem without talking to somebody. You know, you don't, it's yes. not always going into, into the computer and looking up, looking up information. Sometimes you have to get on the phone and have a, have a conversation. You got to find out, Hey Sue, what's up D? How are you? Good. Uh, um, listen, what had happened? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already know, girl. I already know when you start with the, what had happened? Well, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> We already know so what had happened was and speaking of that so i joke about that all the time but seriously so so for the people that are listening i talk about collections is you know the what had happened was in collections and i talk about something that happened to me recently so um i i support a a a government agency and so i was closing out contracts so what i do professionally is i close out contracts which means i do collections for a government agency so I had a cuss I was reconciling a contract with for this agency and I'm reach out to my vendor and I'm like, hey, Suli, Susie, how this is D. How are you? Good. How are you? Let's let's chit chat. A couple of things going on. So I reconcile and I have a number they and I send them their report. And they're like, uh, D, no, your number is nine thousand dollars short. I'm like, what? She's like, Yeah, it's nine thousand dollars short. How'd that happen? So she says, well, we reconciled our numbers and we realized that we owed the government money and we sent a check back to the government, to the U.S. Treasury. You did? So that was the what had happened was, <laughs> that's literally what had happened was. And so I asked her for proof. So she said, here's a copy of the check. Here's when we sent it. And so now here's here's a piece of about when I talk about collections, B2B business, B2B collections is problem solving. When she wrote the check, you know, on the check, it says a memo part. Yes. She put the wrong, they put the wrong contract number. So the money's been sitting in the suspense oh. account for the better part of a year because I didn't know it was sitting in there. Nobody else knew it was sitting in there. So when I tell you that business to business and business to government collections is problem solving, there's a lot of times you have to, you know, sit down and 
basically untangle the puzzle. It's the weeds, it's the pieces to figure out, okay, the so if I had not been reconciling that contract, reached out to her, had the conversation, gotten on the phone, asked a question, then asked her, asked her to provide the proof, I would have never known that I'm, I'm $9,000 short and that they had returned the money, which should have been put back on my contract. I would not have known that. When I talk about problem solving, it's always that, whether it's a contract number that's uh, put on incorrectly, it's um, 10 sets of sneakers that were ordered and they only got eight and you didn't square up and you need to pay for the other two. It's um, the invoice has, you know, the information on the invoice is incorrect. Um, they've, they've changed billing systems. Um, they used to use Microsoft Excel. Now they use QuickBooks or whatever system. It's all of those things. And then, then you still have to add in the building, the relationships, the, the problem solving, do customer service. And like I said, my secret sauce is gratitude. People are like, what do you think about gratitude? Well, I've learned over the course of my career and now building a business that when you go back and tell people thank you for helping you solve a problem, you build rapport. And because I deal yes. with lots of companies and lots of agencies and lots of people, going back and saying thank you for the people who take my phone call, who research my problem, who actually get the check you know, cut or, or, or ready to be issued to me or whoever I'm working with, when they helped me get that done, going back and saying thank you for them taking that time to do what they didn't have to do, but they chose to do it is important. And the next time I have an issue, it's so much easier to get things done because I've already expressed my gratitude for them helping me. And they and I've had somebody come back to me and say, D, people very rarely come back and say thank you. And when I learned that lesson, Dr. Tracy, I was like, okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be part of my secret sauce. It's gonna be problem solving, customer service, and absolutely expressing gratitude. Wow, that whew, you have said a lot right now. <laughs> like, first of all, that gratitude is very important. You know, a simple thank you can just go, it, it makes a big difference. And um, and you also mentioned something about communication. All I heard in there, I'm, I'm a, um, a disc consultant and emotional intelligence, so I'm just like, oh my goodness, she is speaking my language right now. So <laughs> I, I can just imagine that conversation going a different way. If you were not, you know, conscious of how you were talking to her, or speaking to this individual, you know, and they wouldn't have embraced you and like they did because you don't have a relationship. I can see it just like being like a different experience. <laughs> I'll mm -hmm. say that. That's been saying nicely. <laughs> but oh yeah. Yeah. So, so do you um, recommend like getting some type of a training for communication for people in this role? Oh, absolutely. I believe <laughs> I believe you are constantly. Um, I think believe you constantly have to, you know, get training. It's kind of like um, I feel like I'll put it like this. I went to school, you know, you know, I've got got you know, a couple of degrees and, and I'm, I'm grateful for those for those opportunities. And I remember when I was finishing up my graduate work, um, my professor said, you're going to be a lifelong learner. I only didn't even know what that meant. I'm like, what? I was like, boy, I'm like, look here. I'm, I can't wait to make move this tassel one time. And I'm good. I'm about to get up out of here. No, no, no. You're going to be a lifelong learner. And I didn't get that a few years back. I really didn't understand that. But I do believe that, you know, once you, once you start putting yourself in, in in these spaces where you're 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 engaged you know with 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 like-minded people and you have these conversations and then you get to see a different viewpoint or something something you're like oh i didn't know about that and then something something comes alive on the inside and you're like i want more of that so I, you know now yeah am i a lifelong learner absolutely i'm all i'm always <laughs> in some kind of course now but to, to your point do i believe you need to take courses on communication absolutely i believe you need to take courses on communication i believe you need to have opportunities to practice and talk. And I believe you need to have people, you know, safe spaces where you can, you can, you know, iron out your iron, iron, iron out how you say things. Cause sometimes you can say something and it can be misinterpreted and, and you didn't mean anything by it. It's just the way you deliver. But yes. sometimes you have to get, you have to get feedback. So, cause you don't, most of the people that we admire, all of them have a coach or a mentor mm -hmm. or both. Yes. And they'll, they'll, you know, you'll, they'll tell you, um, I wouldn't say it like that. I would say it like this. Or when you went out and said it anyway, they're like, let me come, to, come, here, come here. Let's let's let me talk to you. Let's take a walk. Let me talk to you. No, you know, let me talk to you. Um, that's I, I know that's not what you really meant to say, but the way it was came across and 
that part. And, and you know, being able to get the the constructive criticism to help you get better is how you grow. And sometimes it, it takes you a couple of walks around the block before you go, oh yeah, I see it. Cause some, sometimes, you know, sometimes you just, you just don't see it. You know, the, yeah. what I'm, what I'm describing to you today has been a over 20 year journey. I didn't start out like this. When I first started like this, mm -mm, I, Hey, I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going after the money. I'm getting And then I was like, Ooh, that's not working. And so yeah. I was great. I was blessed to be mentored who, by, by a couple of people who said, okay, this is how you do it in this environment. You need to learn how to say it this way. You have to make sure you follow up with details. You got to make sure you do this and that. And then, like I said, when I learned that to come back and say thank you, I was like, okay, note to self, make sure that you say thank you. Because here's the thing, even right now, I talk about this often. We just came out of the holiday season. If you got a if you got a holiday card, a Christmas card, or a season's greeting card from your favorite customer, they wrote you, "Dear Dr. Tracy and family, we wish we are so happy that you are our customer for this year. We wish you happy uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all the happy stuff, all the seasons things." And then they said, "Thank you for being our customer, or thank you for your service, and we look forward to you, to serving you in 2021." What were they doing? Customer service. They're expressing yeah. gratitude for you being their customer. They they mm -hmm. want to they want you to become. They want you. They want. They want to make sure they are top of mind for you when you need their service, their product, or whatever. Well, in the same vein, how they somebody had to teach them how to do that. Yes, yes, that's true. And you know, and that's even important when you're dealing with banks because we're talking about cash here. You know, when you have a relationship with the, I would, I would even say a bank teller. Uh, with the loan officer, the finance person, things can go a different way. And one thing that is, is so funny because I remember like about 20 years ago, <laughs> I was just that, that person that was like, I was, I was a D, a very strong D where I would say what I wanted and be done with it and keep going, didn't care about the feelings. I would say I cared a little bit, but you know, I was like, mm, whatever. I don't need to talk to people. I don't need to build a relationship with people. I just need to do my work and go. I used to go in that bank and leave. But I learned later on that no, because when you build rapport with people, you build a connection, you have a relationship, it goes even farther. You you might have got an approval quicker than you did when you just like, okay, well, whatever. You know, just like I don't want to have a relationship with y'all. You're not gonna know my name. You know <laughs> my face like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 um, it's the journey, you know, I mean, you asked me about, you know, how did the book come about? So for the people who may, not, may or may not know, so, um, one of the, one of the great opportunities I had was Dr. Dr. Cheryl Wood actually had me on her radio show a couple of years ago. And so she's actually part of the reason why that Collect the Cash is actually is happening because I met her a couple of years ago and I was a guest on her radio show and she says, what do you do? I said, well, I recover money. And she's like, I never had anybody, don't know anybody that does that. She was just like, you're, you're in debt collection. I'm like, well, not the way you think about it. Because when people hear the word debt collection, they think the IRS or the car repossession or the people mm -hmm. getting their phones cut up. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm on the corporate side. I'm on business to business, business to government, business to corporations. And so I got to tell my story on her radio show. And um, she was like, I, I'm impressed. I, I like what I like your story. I like what you're doing. And so fast forward a few months later, she was doing this book project called Entrepreneur Elevation. So that we were talking earlier about how we're connected. Oh, yes. And so I so so she did Entrepreneur Elevation and she's like, I, I need you to come in. I need you to tell your story about about collecting money and then your system, like how you teach business owners to track their accounts and what to do when they run into trouble, you know, and she, you know, she talked to me about that and she was like, no, this is, this is a perfect story for this book. And so she actually was part of how the journey to collect the cash happens. And so, you know, shout out to Dr. Cheryl Wood for giving me my shot <laughs> and putting me on her radio show and then, you know, put it, having me be a part of the book. And then, um, you know, it's just been a journey. And then I realizing that I, I love what I do. I have fun with what I do. And when people hear my story, they're like, I've never met anybody who collects money who who actually likes doing this. Most people can't stand it. I said, I know. But I decided years ago that if I was going to do this, I was going to have fun. I was oh, going to yes. have fun. I'm going I'm mm -hmm. to have a good time. Like, so, like, I, I, you all can't see this, but I have these clappers. I have these, these little, these little <laughs> gadgets. So when I, when I, when I get a little bit of money, I can matter of fact, let's show y'all. So I have one that's this size when I collect this much money. <laughs> 
I got one when I when I do this, I got this oh, one, wow. baby. When I when listen, let me show let me let me show y'all, let me y'all show you like the mega one. So listen, when I collect the millions of dollars, I got this baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I listen, as I said, I like to have fun. But I decided that regardless, you know, and here's the thing, I, I use this as a prop, but it's also to teach business owners celebrate your wins whether you whether it's a five dollar win a five hundred dollar win or a five thousand dollar win or beyond you got to learn to celebrate along the way because that's part that's part of how you how you how you grow because you you can't you can't be ruler over much until you're ruler over little if you don't learn to celebrate your mm -hmm. your small wins you don't get to celebrate the big wins the millions of dollars that i've been that i've collected like for example excuse me i've collected 7.5 million dollars for the united states Coast card headquarters in one year that's like that thing I just showed the mega that's mega wow. but I didn't get to start off collecting 7.5 million dollars I learned how to collect seven dollars and then ten dollars and then five hundred dollars and on and on and on so I've been I've been collecting money and teaching people how to do this for a long time so I those those props were to were, were to were lessons to say listen celebrate your wins just like me just like me having you know now I get to show off you know so you know y'all get to see collect the cash <laughs> Me, me doing to collect the cash. This is a, this is a journey. This has been over, over a 20 year journey of me collect, you know, collecting money, learning, learning, learning principles, learning problem solving and customer service and gratitude, and then building relationships and, you know, admitting, making mistakes. And then, oh, like, how about this y'all getting fired for, for somebody telling me I didn't know how to collect money. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that part. Yeah. Wow. And, the first, and I, you know what? I, and that was a lesson, too, because even getting fired, even getting fired from a job but for the from the person who said that you don't know how to do this. And then me going on and having a successful career and being recognized by the United States Coast Guard headquarters, headquarters being recognized and being featured in Forbes magazine. I, I know that person who, who saw who saw the article was like, I fired her. Yeah. And look, <laughs> look, 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 and look at what God did instead. He took he took my pain. He took the took that those took those ashes and made made something beautiful out of it. So thank you actually for doing that. Wow. I much more. Yes, that, woo, that okay. You know what? It, being underestimated is something that um black women go through a lot. Or women, period. You know, it's like, well, you can't do this. There's no way you better do this. Or they see you there and like, I'm gonna find a reason to get rid of her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so during your journey, have you ever been discriminated against or felt like you have or felt like you, you know, people didn't want you there? And how did you deal with that? <laughs> um, what, a, what a question. So, um, yes, I have. Um, how did I deal with it? Um, years ago, um, I worked for a engineering company and yeah, I went through a lot with, um, with a, a former, former boss. Um, I remember lots of, lots of upset days. Um, and, and, and the good thing was even back then I had two mentors. I, I happened to, I had, I guess I was, I was that kid that older people liked me. Cause I guess I was always curious and I always wanted to learn <laughs> stuff. And I, I was excited then as I am today. So, so there was one lady who was a who was a vice president at a at her company, and so she said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mentor you." So um, I used to commute back and forth um, to the to the job, and so on our on our bus ride home, I would tell her about you know the stuff that was going on that just just get get me so frustrated, and she was like, "Okay, you got it all out. Okay, let me show you." Why this is happening and what you need to do because I didn't you know I didn't have a strategy, mm, and so okay. she taught me the importance of having a strategy. So when this comes up, instead of responding like this, you need you need to be able to do do something different. And then there was a gentleman that was a, a banker that you know took a liking to me as well, and he was like, "Okay, I'm going to help you with, on this side." He said, so he, he gave me a couple of pointers. He wasn't, he wasn't as extensive as my, as my, 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 my female mentor, mentor was, but he was like, okay, let me give you a couple of pointers. Let me give you this. And he goes, you, you, you got to get stronger. You can, you can't keep, you, you got to get stronger. I'm like, I don't understand. He was like, just listen to me. You got to get stronger. And so over time, um, between being mentored by them and then me, and then me being a person of faith and then, you know, and then, 
deciding that I'm I'm just I'm just I'm not gonna lose this. I'm just not. I'm just not. Wow. And so eventually, um, I sp- I spent a year under this under this gentleman and had to learn how to do contracts because I wanted to be a contract administrator. Mm-hmm. And so after after being mentored by them. And I realized like that was that was a that was a that was a stepping stone for me because in order for me to be able to handle the multi-million dollar contracts that I was gonna manage, I need I needed that lesson. I didn't see it then, I could see it today. Because when I was in it, I was like, this is crazy. But <laughs> I, I'm just real talk. I mean, because when I was going through it, I'm like, this is nuts. But I realized that I was getting prepared. I was being prepared because I was a junior contract administrator under under him and under his tutelage, and it was it was tough. But I didn't realize that while I was going through all that, I was being prepared to be the contract administrator for a construction division inside this company, and they were building a water filtration plant. And if I had not if I had not gone through all of that, I would have not have been ready to withstand all the other stuff that was coming as a as the main contract administrator for this project, who was going to have to deal with um city officials and all kinds of stuff and it was even more even was more stuff so that little bit that i went through yes it was painful and it was it was hard for a a good while (laughs) but when i finally got the lesson i was able to go back and say thank you it took me a while to go back and say thank you but i didn't didn't, (laughs) wouldn't right away it was not (laughs) but but i learned and that's and that's that's part of what the lessons are sometimes you know sometimes you don't you don't always get it you don't always get the lesson when you're in it sometimes it's, it's it's in hindsight when you get on the other side of it, you're like, oh, that's why I had to go through that. I had to, I had to be prepared for this. And that's what I that's what I came away with. But yeah, have I been a scripted? Yeah. Absolutely. It's funny because when you were talking about that, all I think about, I don't know why it just came to my mind, is like Karate Kid. Remember we had watched the vehicles and then he was like, why do you have to watch it? It had been a circular motion. And why are you making me do that? This is stupid. This is crazy. <laughs> It's like we go through things in life. It's like, okay, wow, why do I have to go through this? Like scrubbing a toilet, <laughs> cleaning the floor with a toothbrush. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you have to prepare yourself for bigger and better. Because yeah. like you said before, if you don't appreciate small things, you won't appreciate the bigger ones. No, and you and you and you won't you don't get elevated to do to do bigger. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's these, it's, it's these, it's, it's, yes. it's, 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 small it's, and, and mm-hmm. then it's, you know, and then it's just, <laughs> <laughs> like people like ready to get that million dollar check. I'm like, no, have get a dollar first. <laughs> yeah, that part. Yeah. But you know, but that's, that's the journey. It's, it's, it's that. And when I, you know, I, you know, when I look back on it now, that's been over, good grief, that's been over 25 years ago when that, when I went through that wow. and, um, you know, it was, it was not easy. Um, there were, there were many a days I was just like, this is, this is crazy. But then eventually, you know, between my mentors and then being a person of faith and then, you know, me just, you know, me just, you know, deciding I'm not losing. I'm just, I'm just not losing. I'm just not going to lose. This is, I'm just not going to lose. And then when I made when I made that decision that I wasn't gonna lose, you know, something something just kicked up, something kicked inside of me, and I'm like, okay. And then, you know, I kept, you know, my mentors kept, you know, kept working with me to teach me, teach me how to maneuver, you know, in this space. And I'm like, okay. I said, and then when they told me that I was gonna be promoted, I was like, okay. And it took a while. It took a while because I, you know, I had to, I had to learn some things you have to learn discipline you got to learn just you know perseverance you got to learn to realize it ain't personal this is just mm-hmm. business it's like yes. a business of a different way i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> man you know and i you know and i you know you know i was in a i was you know a black woman that was you know going to be promoted to be a, a the contract administrator and our predominantly uh map an all-white team yeah uh, and I had a vice president that was white and, and all of that and had no idea that all of that stuff was to prepare me to be to be be their administrator and to be able to stand up to the engineers and to the to the architects and to the and to like I said, we were they were we were building a water filtration plant to deal with the city, the, the chief engineer for the city of Rochester, New York, and and deal with him and all that. But I you know, I all of that training was to be get to, to get myself ready to be promoted and to be able to handle handle this project and that to make sure that this project could be it could be managed invoices payments engineers the city 
all of it. And now they're still, you know, and then the, when they cut the ribbon for the for the water from pitching, I'm like, oh yeah, that I did that. I did that. Wow. I, I managed this part. Like, <laughs> I made sure I made sure that thing happened and untangled hundreds of thousands of dollars of invoices that have been had have been that had been messed up for months because the previous administrator just couldn't handle it. And then the chief mm -hmm. engineer was like, "Y'all, we're not paying you another dime till y'all get this straight." And so I had to get on the phone, talk to this gentleman. Phones over here because he had a whole lot of choice words to say. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, sir." um thank you and on behalf of the company i'm sorry for all the mistakes that were made but i'm the new administrator here and this is my project and i need to build a relationship with you and obviously we we have failed you and in order to course correct this i need 30 days to untangle the hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars of invoices that are wrong and i also need your process how do you want these invoices submitted to you I need you to send me an email because I'm going to I'm going to present it to my vice president and show him exactly what you want, and I will be dedicated to making sure this doesn't happen again. Wow! And when I did that, he was like, "Are you serious?" "Yes, sir." <laughs> when we get when when we get get this course corrected, we won't be here again. That was another lesson: diligence, perseverance, side, wow. not losing, and Took a while. Hey, you dropping some nuggets, like like Dr. Sharon Wood, like juicy nuggets. Juicy, juicy, <laughs> hey, juicy, 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 juicy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, the first book that I was um, a part of with her was Courage Enough to Launch. And yes. this is a book full of entrepreneurs. And um, me, I was fairly new. And it's scary to launch a business. So you're talking about, you know, the sale isn't complete until the money's in the bank. That's kind of scary as well. So what would you tell entrepreneurs? How, what is a tip that you can give them to make sure they get that bag? <laughs> First tip, number one, make sure your business is set up legally. Oh, yeah, that part. <laughs> you asked Dr. Tracy, so we're going there. So step one. Please, please, please establish a business legally. That means having articles of organization. So you are you are registered to do business in your state. <laughs> number two, get yourself an employer identification number, also known as an EIN, which is basically the social security number for your business, like you have your social security number for yourself. Number three, establish a business checking account. So articles of organization, actually the name of your business, where you're going to do business. You, most, of, most of us, when we start a business, we started, started out of our home, but you're, you're registering your business to be legal in the state. Number two, an employer identification number, which is basically the, the social, social security number for your business. And then number three, your, your business checking account, whether you are banking with Bank of America, Wells Fargo, your, your local credit union. If you have an account with them, you can, you can ask to establish a business checking account. That way you can actually keep your business expenses separate from personal. Even when we start our businesses, most of us, when we start our businesses, it's your side hustle or not, you start it off with your own personal money and that's fine. But eventually once you, once you, you know, you might open up the, you have to open your business checking account with your own personal money. It'll be a hundred dollars to get started. But the point is that once you get started is to continue to keep your business expenses separate from personal and stop commingling your funds. Those will be the tips I tell you. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was a mistake I made with the co-mingling. <laughs> we all have done it. We all have done it. But it's, it's, you know, the reason I talk about it is because when you, when, when you, when, when, and if, when, and if you get audited by the IRS to have to explain the, what had happened was you don't want to have to do this. If you learned if you learned to, to track everything from the beginning properly, and if you work with an accountant that can, that will work with you to teach you, how to do this and you stop commingling funds. It, it's, it's just, it's just not, it's the audit is just not worth it. And because I deal with government contracts, I mean, I know that auditing, auditing, when somebody comes in the audit, they, they're, they, they're pulling back the curtain. They want to see everything that's happened. If you don't have good records and you have to keep explaining the, what had happened was, and the, what had happened was, and the, what had, don't know why want to hear all that. If you learn to do it right from the beginning, you, you just save yourself a lot of time, and a lot, a lot of uh, hassle. Wow. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, well, 
I have to still eat. So why not use the same account? You know, and you know, you have to probably pay yourself. In the beginning of your business, you might you might not be paying yourself. I mean, because yeah. the other thing is that you know, so a lot of people that are starting businesses, you know, self included. I mean, I you know, I I you know, I have a career and I'm I'm building my business alongside because I would tell a lot of people, you know. I get that you want to you want to jump out here and be a full time entrepreneur, but if you don't know anything about sales or marketing or operations or finance or how to track books or how to sell or how to do this, I don't I don't recommend that you jump out here full and, and go into your business one hundred percent full time without having any plans, any savings, any teaching, any experience. It's just not you are better you are better served to have your career if you still have one and then build your business on a part-time basis so that you learn these things because because in, in these internet streets you see everybody on social media oh my gosh you know you just you know you just sit and do the do the the, the laptop luxury lifestyle no <laughs> you gotta know how to sell you have to know how to market you have to know how to pitch yourself you have to actually know how to organize your business if you're not really strong in selling, that means you need to find somebody who, who knows who knows who knows how to sell. If you don't know how to do marketing, you need to find somebody. If you can't market, you got to find somebody who can do marketing. If you don't have do operations, you know who's going to do that part. Um, if your business requires a license, if you you know are, who's going to go get the license? Are you getting the license, or are you having somebody else do it? Getting business insurance is a whole bunch of things, and you and yeah. there's more things to learn. Like as you as you get started, you might get the basics, those three things I said, but then you've got to learn all the other pieces. And if you have a full-time job, your your full-time job is your investor into the business. You can yes. you can start by having your bit, you know, continue, you know, on, you know, honor honor your honor your day job and do your do your day job day job. And then when you're off, you work on your business. You you can if you want to talk about um, some savings of, of funds, you can take the 52 week savings challenge as a way to start saving up money to, to invest in your business. So the 52 week savings challenge allows you to, I think. If you do just the basics, it gives you like thirteen to fifteen hundred dollars, which mm-hmm. you can save up over a course of a year, and that's money that you can use to start seeding into your business. Meaning, so if you like, for example, if you want to get the articles of organization, you have to pay for that. Your EIN number is free. Your business checking account, you at a minimum is a hundred dollars. If you decide you want to, if you need to be licensed, you got to pay for your license. You you might need business insurance. You decide, oh, I need a, I need a logo. I need a web uh, web website i need things well you need you know until you start making money in the business you're going to be funding the business but the, the point is that you want to plan for these expenses and then like i said you keep you you put them in the in the uh, separate account and tracking okay i spent money on this this and this and here's my receipts so when you get to the end of the year you can bring them to your accountant and say okay here's what i did i didn't make any money but i have great records to show you this is what i did in my business and here's i can account for every dime that i spent it was spent on these things wow uh, you know what i know you probably didn't expect to go in school with some of those entrepreneurs but you are really man you're amazing thank you <laughs> Wow. If you guys missed the beginning of this or any part, you need to catch the replay because I'm telling you, the nuggets that were dropped tonight, oh, wow. You, you need to have a notebook ready, pen, paper, something right on the back they, of the What they need to do is get the book. They need to get Look, the book. That, th- there you go. How about you tell them where they can find the book and how they can get in touch with you? Sure thing. Well, first of all, let me first of all, I'll tell you, Dr. Tracy, thank you so very much. I'm so glad for the EE Squad and Dr. Yes. Cheryl Frock for our great connection. So listen, y'all, collect the cash. It actually comes out officially April 20th, 2021, which is next month. So we're like 30 days out. But right now, you can get a signed pre-sale copy from yours truly. Go to www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. That's www.collectthecash.biz dot biz forward slash book and for every person who buys it directly from me you actually get a signed copy and you're going to get a personalized bookmark oh a bookmark yeah you get a bookmark you get actually getting a signed copy and the bookmark and i'm i'm super excited about this this is my this is my first i've been a couple of i've been a, a part of two Anthologies one obviously with Dr. Cheryl Wood, and then there was uh, Cheryl Plote Williamson. I was in uh, Soulful Prayers Volume Two, where I wrote a prayer about forgiveness. But to decide mm-hmm. to tell my own story, and to to be uh, encouraged to 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 step out and do this, it's it's not easy. I mean, it, 
I don't know, you know, for most people who, when they, people say, that, you wrote a book, it's like, yeah, but here's the thing, what, what people don't understand is that when people decide to write the book, they're, you're taking your knowledge, skills, and abilities, and you're saying, what I have to say is important. It's no different if you go into Barnes and Nobles in whatever section you go into. If you go into the food section, you go into business, everybody who wrote a book, they have they have their process, their thoughts, their philosophy on, on what worked for them. And they've decided that they want to they give you what, what worked for them. Well, what, what collect the cash is, is what worked for me. I applied my faith and I discovered that collections is problem solving, customer service, and my secret sauce is gratitude. And then I teach you about tracking your accounts. And these are the things that I've learned successfully in my career and in my business. And it's 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 allowed me to be, like I said earlier, to be uh, recognized by the United States Coast Guard headquarters. It's had me featured in Forbes magazine. So Forbes magazine, which is like the, you know, the top business magazine in the world, talks about yours truly being a cash collector and what I do in collections. I thought, okay, God, this is pretty cool. I'm, 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 I'm gonna take this. Thank you. <laughs> you are a collection queen. <laughs> yep. Well, it was amazing having you on the show. And I thank you for reaching out and like saying yes, you want to be on the show. So you guys, don't forget, get the book. Collect the cash. Remember, yes. sale is not complete until the money is in the bank. Absolutely. And always remember those three key points, problem solving, customer service, and gratitude. Y'all, look out, because she is on the rise, man. <laughs> she might be opening up a bank. Who knows? <laughs> so you have been listening to When They Hear Us. I'm Dr. Tracy Lashley. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to When They Hear Us, where Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley and her guests provide stories and experiences. This is also a platform for authors to encourage, empower, and equip people around the world with their voice. To learn more about Dr. Lashley and her quest to share the voice of powerful writers, go to her website at drtracylashley.info. You may also contact her by sending an email to info at drtracylashley.com. Remember to always intentionally walk in your purpose and strive to elevate to significance.